Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. I'm your host, Lorelai, where we talk all things metaphysics. beautiful lightworkers out there. Thank you for tuning back in to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelei for joining me for yet another week of metaphysical awesomeness. <laughs> so I hope that you guys have had a great past week. I didn't really have a lot going on. I, I think maybe it's just because it's been so stinking hot outside, at least on my area of the globe. It's really, really warm. So Today was our first little break and I actually got to go outside and enjoy the sunshine without it being super oppressive. So <laughs> anyhow, I hope you guys were experiencing a little bit cooler temperatures anyway. I figured I would uh, just dive right on in with this week's topic. So I had a little bit of help with the topic for this week and I have to say thank you guys so much for tuning into my little social experiment that I tried out on Facebook. So I had put on Facebook a couple of different options for this week's topic just to see if I can engage some of my listeners and I asked between what was it it was archangels and numerology and oh what was the other one let me look hold on scrolling 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 still very scrolling can't find it oh there it is wait is that it yeah oh yes numerology reiki and archangels. So the vast majority picked numerology. I went ahead and decided to do numerology and I got lots of different questions about it. So I'm very excited. I got to do a lot of really cool research on this because I'm very interested in this too. So I wanted to kind of know a little bit more about what entails numerology and everything to it and all the history behind it. So, but let's begin first by going over the crystals of the week. So I picked for you guys opal and tanzanite. So obviously we're gonna start, as always, from the Crystals for Beginner book by Karen Frazier. And this is what she has to say about opal. Prized for the luminescent play of light that flashes within them called diffraction, Opals are highly valued as a gemstone and a healing stone. However, because they lack a crystalline structure, opals aren't technically crystals. Opals are soft with a high water content, which makes them particularly delicate. Never cleanse an opal in water or salt. It originates in Australia, Canada, Great Britain, and Mexico. It comes in shapes of natural, tumbled and polished and cut. It amplifies energy. It comes in colors of black, blue, colorless, green, orange, pink, red, violet, white, and yellow. It associates with pretty much all the chakras. So red or black opal associates with the root, orange with the sacral, yellow with the solar plexus, and green or pink with the heart, blue for the throat, violet for the third eye, and colorless or white for the crown. 
To place it, you want it on or near any chakra as jewelry of any type near the head of your bed for dreaming. Opal helps with creativity, inspiration, and connects to the divine and higher self, facilitating the flow of transformation, assisting in moving easily through obstacles, improving memory. It works well with Larimar. You want to store and use Opal carefully away from other crystals to prevent damage. So that's what Karen Frazier has to say about Opal. So let's move on to the Crystal Bible by Judy Hall. And this is what she has to say about Opal. Opal comes in colors of white, pink, black, beige, blue, yellow, brown, orange, red, green, and purple. So pretty, pretty much every color you can get Opal in. It is usually clear or milky, iridescent and fiery, or vitreous without fire, often small and polished. It's easily obtained, although the gem opals are expensive. It's sourced out of Australia, Mexico, Peru, South America, Britain, Canada, United States, Honduras, and Slovakia. Opal is a delicate stone with a fine vibration. It enhances cosmic consciousness and induces psychic and mystical visions. Stimulating originality and dynamic creativity, it aids in accessing and expressing one's true self. Opal is absorbent and reflective. It picks up thoughts and feelings, amplifies them, and returns them to the source. It is a karmic stone, teaching that what you put out comes back. Opal is a protective stone in that when properly programmed, it makes you unnoticeable or invisible. It can be used when venturing into dangerous places and in shamanic work where stealth is required. So I guess if you're doing that type of work, this would be very beneficial, especially if you don't want to be noticed by any anything negative, I would suppose. Psychologically, Opal amplifies traits and brings characteristics to the surface for transformation. Enhancing self-worth, it helps you to understand your full potential. Mentally, Opal brings lightness and spontaneity. It encourages an interest in the arts. Emotionally, Opal has always been associated with love and passion, desire and eroticism. It is a seductive stone that intensifies emotional states and releases inhibitions. It can act as an emotional stabilizer, but the stone may scatter energy and the user needs to be well centered before using opal to explore or induce feelings or to have other stones standing by to aid integration. Opal shows you what your emotional state has been in the past, especially in other lives, and teaches how to take responsibility for how you feel. It encourages putting out positive emotions. Wearing opal is said to bring loyalty, faithfulness, and spontaneity, but may amplify fickleness where the propensity is already present. Opals can be used to send healing to the Earth's energy field, repairing depletions and re-energizing and stabilizing the grid. For healing, opal strengthens the will to live. It treats Parkinson's disease, infections, and fevers, and strengthens memory. Purifying the blood and kidneys, opal regulates insulin, eases childbirth, and alleviates PMS. You want to use the darker colors for that, by the way. This stone is beneficial to the eyes, especially as an elixir. For proper positioning, you want to place as appropriate, especially on the heart and solar plexus, and you can wear on the little finger. 
So in addition to the generic attributes, the following colors have additional properties. The black, brown, gray opal resonates with the sacral chakra and the reproductive organs. It is particularly useful for releasing sexual tension that arises from an emotional cause and for processing and integrating newly released emotions. Blue opal is an emotional soother that realigns the spiritual purpose. It resonates with the throat chakra and can enhance communication, especially of that which has been suppressed through lack of confidence. It is useful when past life experiences or injuries are affecting the present life, as these can be healed through the etheric blueprint. Cherry Opal. Cherry Opal aids in cleansing and activating the base and sacral chakras. It promotes a feeling of being centered. At a spiritual level, this stone activates clairvoyance and clairsentience. It is particularly helpful for healing headaches that arise from a blocked and unopened third eye. It promotes tissue regeneration and heals blood disorders, muscle tension, and spinal disorders, and ameliorates menopausal symptoms. I know a couple of people that would really do well with some cherry opal. <laughs> I hope you guys are listening. <laughs> so then there's the chrysopal or blue-green opal. And this particular one opens to new impressions and encourages openness to others. It helps you to observe the world with new eyes. A mood-enhancing stone, it alleviates emotional burdens, often through crying, and liberates feelings. It detoxifies and regenerates the liver and relieves feelings of constriction from the heart and chest. Fire Opal, and this is the orange-red version. This is an enhancer of personal power, awakening inner fire, and a protector against danger. It is a symbol of hope, excellent for business, and an energy amplifier. This stone facilitates change and progress. Used in situations of injustice and mistreatment, fire opal supports through the resulting emotional turmoil. Fire opal is said to magnify thoughts and feelings, returning them threefold, and can release deep-seated feelings of grief, even when these stem from other lives. It is a wonderful stone for letting go of the past, although it can be explosive in its action when bottled up emotions are suddenly released. Fire opal resonates with the abdomen and lower back and the triple burner meridian. Ooh, I'm going to have to look that one up for you guys. That one sounds interesting. Triple burner meridian. <laughs> it heals the intestines and the kidneys, balancing the adrenal glands and preventing burnout and stimulates the sexual organs. This is an excellent stone for re-energizing and warming. Green highlight or green opal. This is a cleansing and rejuvenating stone that promotes emotional recovery and aids relationships. With the ability to filter information and reorient the mind, it gives meaning to everyday life and brings out a spiritual perspective. In healing, green opal strengthens the immune system and alleviates colds and flu. Hyalite, or water opal, is a wonderful stone for scrying. Its watery depths stimulate connection with the spiritual realms. A mood stabilizer, it connects the base chakras with the crown, enhancing meditative experience. Highlight helps those making the transition out of the body. It teaches that the body is a temporary vehicle for the soul. So that's pretty much Opal in a nutshell from both Karen Fraser and Judy Hall. So let's talk about Tanzanite. And we'll go back to the crystals for beginners book by Miss Karen Frazier and see what she says. 
Tanzanite can help you release things that no longer serve you. And it can also help clear energetic blockages or clear away unwanted energy. The gemstone is named for where it was discovered, Tanzania. It comes in shapes of natural, tumbled, polished, carved, and cut. It amplifies energy, and it comes in the color violet blue. Its main chakra that it associates with is the throat, the third eye, and the crown. For proper placement, you want it on or near the throat, third eye, or crown chakra as earrings or a necklace. Tanzanite helps with clearing away unwanted energy and things that don't serve you, promoting connection to higher self and connection to the divine, integrating third eye and crown chakras, aiding in self-discovery and discovery of one's true spiritual nature. Tanzanite works really great with clear quartz and celestite. A great usage tip for it is tanzanite can help you discover and clarify your own spiritual beliefs. Hold it in your receiving or non-dominant hand during meditation or prayer. So that is what Miss Karen Frazier has to say about tanzanite. So let's take a look at what Judy Hall has to say about tanzanite. And I'm looking it up. It's taking me forever. So apparently, in Judy Hall's book, it's sort of a brief snippet. It's not nearly as in-depth, but it seems like tanzanite is actually a lavender blue version of zoocyte. So I'll read you what zoocyte is, and we'll go off of that to where it talks specifically about tanzanite. So zoocyte, Z-O-I-S-I-T-E, is usually colorless, white, yellow, brown, blue, green, red, pink, which is thulite, and lavender blue, which is the tanzanite. And it comes usually in a solid mass or pleochroic, which, whoa, I don't even know what that is, but it does come in all sizes too. It's obtained from specialist shops, often with ruby. So apparently this is a more, I would guess that this was a little bit more of an expensive stone since it's not as easily obtained. And it's sourced out of Austria, Tanzania, India, Madagascar, Russia, Sri Lanka, Cambodia, and Kenya. Its attributes are usually that of transmuting negative energies into positive ones and connects to the spiritual realms. Psychologically, it assists in manifesting your own self rather than being influenced by others or trying to conform to the norm. It aids in realizing your own ideas and transforms destructive urges into constructive ones. This stone dispels lethargy and brings to the surface repressed feelings and emotions so that they can be expressed. Mentally, it is a creative stone, bringing the mind back to its objectives after an interruption. Physically, zoocyte encourages recovery from severe illness or stress. For healing, zoocyte is a detoxifier, neutralizing overacidification and reduces inflammation. It strengthens the immune system and regenerates cells and treats the heart, spleen, and pancreas, and lungs. This stone stimulates fertility and heals disease of the ovaries and testicles. When combined with ruby, it increases potency. You want to wear or place on the body in contact with the skin as appropriate and wear for long periods of time as it is a slow acting stone. So additional colors. So this is where we get tanzanite. So tanzanite is lavender blue zoocyte. It usually is a heat 
amended stone with a high vibration, facilitating altered states and profoundly deep meditative state. It changes color when viewed from different directions. This shifting color facilitates raising consciousness. It links to the angelic realms, spirit guides, and the ascended masters. Tanzanite downloads information from the Akashic record and facilitates inner and outer journeying. It activates a chakra link from the base to the higher crown chakras, bringing the higher mind into contact with the physical realm. Stimulating the throat chakra, it facilitates communication of insights received from the higher levels. In healing, tanzanite works on the head, throat, and chest. It makes an excellent gem essence and combines with the stones such as aquamarine and moldavite. Added to iolite and damborite and applied during past life healing, tanzanite dissolves old patterns of karmic dis-ease and creates the space for new patterns to be integrated. Okay, so that pretty much covers tanzanite. A little bit shorter on the on the crystals today, so that's interesting. Because <laughs> I usually get a little bit long-winded with the crystals. <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about the quote of the week. And I actually have two this week because I found two really good ones, so I'm going to share them with you. The first one is learn how to see realize that everything connects to everything else. And that was by Leonardo da Vinci. The next one is, at any given moment, you have the power to say, this is not how the story ends. And that was from Christine Mason Miller. Now let's talk about numerology. And I actually went to a couple of different sites because I wanted to know the history of it and what it is. And then I also wanted to find different ways that you can calculate from either your birth date or your name. And I found a lot of stuff mostly on your name, which I think is really interesting. And you can also use it to calculate your destiny number, which I've talked about before in the past. So what is numerology? So I went to numerologycalculator.org forward slash what is numerology HTML. And this is what they say. The study of a number's symbolism is known as numerology. This practice is used in determining an individual's personality, talents, strengths, inner needs, obstacles, ways of dealing with others, and emotional interactions. Whether one uses numerology to examine his or her own life, confirms talents, explore and take advantage of opportunities, or simply to determine the next step in life, numerology provides a penetrating tool of understanding of one's own self and loved ones. Numerology helps to present a complete picture to reveal all aspects of one's personality, as well as how they work together to form your unique person. The complete view allows you to lean on your strengths to make the most of opportunities. Numerology is a divination method using numbers that are symbols of varying vibrational patterns that form the human experience. The Chaldeans of ancient times believed all things were made of energy, vibrating at varying states, and modern science is just learning the concept. Numerology offers a system which allows one to understand the universal as well as personal qualities of vibrational patterns working together to represent one's life. It is also possible to calculate relationship changes as time passes. The yogic tradition of wisdom teaches there are six physical senses along with 108 astral senses. 
Most of the time, that which is received through these senses is filtered, allowing us to focus on those matters most important at the time. Individuals who have developed a psychic ability or skills at divination are able to filter less information than others do and are able to read the available information presented to others by using symbolic tools, including numerology. Although it does not take a large leap of one's imagination to apply the mystical diagrams from astrology or the symbols of the mythic image of the tarot and the many meanings that can contain, it is much more difficult for many people to imagine the same attributes are held through common letters of the alphabet or numbers. It is more difficult to see such numbers as more than simple ciphers used in measurement or quantities, but they can be used on a daily basis. The history of numerology. So numerology has a history that traces back over 10,000 years to Babylonia and Egypt. Pythagoras, the father of geometry, who formed many basic theorems forming the foundations of modern math, has been credited for... Man, my kid is just making... She is having a great time out there. (laughs) I don't know if you guys can hear her. You probably... You might. (laughs) She's, She's doing something. Anyway, let me go back to this. So Pythagoras, the father of geometry who formed many basic theorems, forming the foundation of modern math, has been credited for formally organizing the field in ancient Greece about 2,600 years ago. At the beginning of the 20th century, L. Dow Ballier, an American working with several contemporaries, began numerology's modern phase. An increase in publication and research has brought about resurgence in the interest in numbers and their power in the beginning of the 21st century. There are two schools of numerology. Today, the practice of numerology can be broken into two major schools, the Chaldean system and the modern system. The modern school makes a claim of lineage from Pythagoras. However, the new number system story traces to Philolas born some 25 years after the death of Pythagoras, as well as after the original school of mystery burned. On the other hand, Chaldean system verifies its antiquity through cuneiform tablets, which dates thousands of years before Pythagoras's birth. The primary difference is found in the way that Chaldean system is based on the vibrations represented by vibrations, and the Pythagorean system uses the alphabet in a more strict and linear sequence. A second difference between the two systems is that the old system places greater emphasis on a name, while the newer one places a greater emphasis on permutations. I wanted to say pre-mutations. It's permutations on the individual's own birth date. So here are a couple of methods, and there's actually quite a few of these here. There's uh, numbers and science associated and Eastern traditions and three facets of numerology. I'm just going to go over the paragraph that says the methods and then we'll go into the calculations and what the different numbers are and their meanings. So methods of numerology calculations. Numerology reduces all numbers to the single digits from one to nine. So if you guys remember when I posted that chart on calculating your destiny number, this is a similar thing. Numerology reduces all numbers to single digits from one to nine, accepting the master numbers of 11 and 22. Each of these digits, along with the master numbers, represent major vibration rates, which are associated with the individual's characteristics. 
numbers are reduced using simple addition. Thus, using the number 16, for example, would be reduced to 7 by adding 1 and 6. In a similar manner, years, such as 1976, were reduced by adding 1, 9, 7, and 6 for a total of 23, which is further reduced by adding the 2 and the 3 to get 5. It seems pretty simple. The letters in an individual's name can be found by converting letters to numbers and adding together. The sum is then reduced. In this sequence, A is 1, B is 2, and C is 3. So A through I represents the numbers 1 through 9, and then J through R also represents the numbers 1 through 9, and S through Z represents 1 through 8. Application of the simple mathematical formulas to numbers that represent the person's name along with the birth date. The numerologist is able to derive the four primary core elements along with 20 to 30 modifiers. Using a symbolic evaluation of the elements and their modifiers offer a character analysis that is remarkably accurate and complete in nature. This allows half the needed information of the analysis is derived from one's birth date and the remainder is derived from the name. So this is basically what they say about uh, history and what it is and some methods of calculating numerology. So then I found a really great site. It calculates your numerology number for you from your name. So this website is astrologyfutureeye.com forward slash fortune tellers forward slash name neurology calculator. It's long. <laughs> forward slash, no, no, question mark, report. Okay. So you go to the site and then you put your name in and it calculates this whole thing for you. And like I had mentioned before with calculating your destiny number, if you're a woman and you're married, use your maiden name. Don't use your married name and you'll get a more accurate number reading because I feel like the name that you were born into is actually going to be a more accurate depiction of your different personality traits and destiny and what your purpose is and all that good stuff. So how you're going to calculate and they actually tell you how to do it down here. So how do you calculate your name in numerology? So numerology numbers are the sum value of a name numbers which vibrate various energies and expressions. Digits one to eight are assigned for alphabets in the Chaldean system. The digit nine is omitted during calculations of Chaldean name number numerology. Just add these numerology numbers as mentioned below, which is basically that same type of grid that I showed you and posted, and I'll do it again so that way you guys can see on the Facebook page. How to calculate numerology numbers. So numerology has some types of numbers such as a life path, destiny, heart desire, etc. Each type of number can be derived from specific methods. For name numerology numbers, you can calculate numerology numbers from the above tool, which I was telling you about, you go to the website and you put your name in, or by manually from the number chart. For doing it yourself, so you're gonna make a chart, just as they explained, A through F is one through eight, or A through I is one through nine. This chart, they used one through eight, but I suppose you can use one through nine. And a destiny number, so what is a destiny number? The main name numeral is known as destiny or expression number. This is the digit which describes who you are and what you are or what you become. 
This is referred as destiny and your life's purpose. This is the sum of all name numbers of alphabets. And this is how you calculate your destiny number. And we've, we've actually discussed this before. So this is just a refresher for you guys. So you can use your first name or your full name to calculate the destiny number. So you take your entire name and you add up all of the numbers that associate with the letters that are in your name. And let's say that the sum of the value is 20. So then you add two plus zero to equal two. So that would be your Chaldean destiny number. And then there's a soul urge number or the heart desire number is also known as the soul urge number. The numeral is calculated from vowels in a name. And this is a number which describes your inner potentials, inner likes and dislikes, and inner resources. In simple words, what you are actually by your inner core, what your inner desire, which you keep private from others. And how you calculate it is you look at just the vowels in your name, and then you find the numbers on the numeral chart, and you add them up the exact same way. So if you get 20, you would add two plus zero, and you get two. But if you get 11, since that's a master number, you don't need to reduce it any further. So that's pretty important. The same way is for 22 also. So if you get 11 or 22, you leave that be because those are specific master numbers. And then a dream number. A personality number is also known as a dream or inner dream number. The numeral is calculated from consonants in a name. This is the number which describes your personality, indeed your first impression on others. In simple words, this describes how and what you present yourself to the world. This is your outer personality. Man, she's having a good time. This is your outer personality, which may be different from your inner soul. So how you calculate that is instead of the vowels, you look at the consonants in your name and you do the exact same addition. You just add up those numbers that you find in your numeral chart, and then if you get a singular digit, great, but if you get a double digit, you add those two together to get a singular digit, and that is your personality number or your dream number. So that's pretty much it for calculating your name number, and I feel you can do the same thing with your birth date. You would just calculate all the numbers that are associated with your birth date until you get to a singular digit, and that would be the number that you're looking for, for your birth date number. I don't even know what that would be called. Let me look it up really quick. It just says birth date number, numerology birth date. Oh, life path number. In numerology, it's your life path number. So you calculate your entire birth date. So if it was November 26, 1973, you would calculate 11, 26, 1973. You'd add up all those numbers and then you would calculate it down to a single digit. So that way you would have a single digit to work from. Now let's go to what the numerology chart and what do the numbers mean? Okay, so I went to a different website for description of the different numbers. And this one is psychics for today, which is the number four, being for four, psychics number four today.com forward slash numerology numbers and meanings. So what the numbers say, everything in the universe is based on numbers. The number pi, for example, can be found in nature from the sun disk and the double helix of DNA to the shapes of rivers. But it's not only the numbers exist in nature. Numbers also output their own energy. 
When you understand the energy of numbers, you can use this knowledge to discover more aspects of your life, including personality traits, life obstacles and struggles, romantic partners and who is good and bad for you, career decisions and best career for you, talents, hopes, fears, and more. Let's look at the numerology numbers and what they mean. It's important to remember that there isn't just one number for every person. It's the number from the four major categories that make your number or make up your numerology chart. The numbers for your life path, your soul, karmic and destiny numbers mean the energies attached to those numbers, whether they are cardinal or master numbers will influence that aspect of your life. Cardinal numbers are one through nine but there are also two master numbers like i was telling you guys 11 and 22 that have the strongest energies and are the highest in numerology so going from one to nine the cardinal numbers number one you'll exhibit traits of number one qualities if there is a one in any of your four major numerology categories life path soul karmic or destiny you can also have number one qualities if your date of birth falls on the first 10th, 19th, or 28th of a month. People with number one qualities tend to be leaders because the number carries a strong masculine energy. This doesn't mean that only men have number one qualities though. Men and women can have the characteristics of this strong number. In careers, number ones are often CEOs, managers, entrepreneurs, or inventors. Number ones are highly driven, creative, independent, and excel in any field of their choosing. However, people with this number can also sometimes be overly demanding or critical of others. And while they may not show it, they can struggle with feelings of self-doubt. Number one traits include strong and can be forceful, but also means resilient, creative, impassioned, independent, prefer action and practical solutions, perfectionists, visionaries, popular, honest, and fair. Number two, you'll have number two traits if you have a two on your chart or you were born on one of these dates, two, 11, 20, or 29. The number two exudes a feminine energy, which means that people with this number are often diplomatic and attuned to the emotions of others as well as highly influential and persuasive. In their professional lives, number twos excel in being diplomats, negotiators, mediators, teachers, caregivers, counselors, or therapists. Number twos are great for their ability to listen and communicate and their interests in the deepest issues in life. The only downside, they can also be overly sensitive, which can sometimes lead to dramatic consequences. Number two traits include influential, intuitive, social, poised, charismatic, trustworthy, deep thinkers, humorous, and artistic. Number three, a three on your numerology chart or a day of birth of three, 12, 21, or 30 will lead to number three influences. Number three people are unique in that they exhibit traits of both ones and twos. Number threes are highly extroverted and approach the world with open arms and wonder. They are often the life of the party. Those who have number three traits often see the silver lining in any situation. They also like to live as freely as they can. So in their professional lives, they enjoy flexible work schedules or setting their own hours. The downside is they have to work hard at being self-disciplined. Number three traits include optimistic, excellent communication, fun-loving, charming, attractive, extroverted, and talkative. Number four, 
You will have number four traits if you have a four on your numerology chart or your birth date falls on one of these days, four, 13, 22, or 31. People who are number fours tend to see things as black and white and in terms of absolutes. And because of this, they tend to follow the rules. Career-wise, number fours perform best in sciences or upholding the law, such as government, as well as the military. The seeming rigidity of how number fours see the world is counterbalanced by the fact that they are incredibly dependable. Their main difficulty is in letting loose and relaxing. Number four traits include disciplined, systematic, organized, dependable, attentive to detail, strong, and loyal. Number five. A person will have number five traits if they have a five on their numerology chart or born on the 5th, 14th, or 23rd of the month. Number fives are free-spirited, which means they are also non-judgmental, social, and very friendly. The only downside is that they can sometimes seem flaky or unreliable. People with number five traits do best in careers where they can interact and socialize with people. This can be in hospitality, sales, real estate, or anything else where their ability to engage others becomes highly useful. Number five traits are free-spirited, loving, fun to be around, non-judgmental, adventurous, filled with wanderlust, defending of the underdog, and often restless. Number six, a six on your numerology chart or a birth date on the 6th, 15th, or 24th of a month will lead to number six qualities. Number six people are some of the most caring and compassionate people you will ever meet. Helping others and nurturing give them the most joy in life. This makes a profession as a teacher, counselor, therapist, doctor, nurse, or a stay-at-home parent a great fit for a number six. The downside is that when a number six feels they failed to help someone, it can be very damaging to their own emotional well-being. Number six traits include compassionate, kind, nurturing, peaceful, helpful, supportive, and great for advice. Number seven. Number sevens have a seven on their chart or were born on the 7th, 16th, or 25th of a given month. Number sevens are often deep thinkers and introverted. Often number sevens seem to care less about what others think about them. People with number seven traits do well with careers in the sciences or academia. They often gravitate towards solo research. Because sevens are introverted, they frequently have a hard time making friends. When they do, however, they are steadfast and devoted. Number seven traits include deep thinking, quiet, introverted, idiosyncratic, intuitive, analytical, problem solvers, fair, and sensitive. Number eight. An eight in the numerology chart or a birth date falling on the 8th, 17th, or 26th will lead to number eight qualities. If there's anything to be said about number eights, it is that they're driven to succeed. Not only do number eights have enormous potential to be successful, but they do whatever it takes to achieve success. Most number eights tend to become workaholics and their intense drive also makes them come across as blunt. They're most fulfilled by money, nice clothes and material goods, but also by having a balance of a good family life. Number eight traits include ambitious, driven, leaders, hardworking, willing to take risks, diplomatic and practical. Numerology number nine. A nine in your chart or being born on the 9th, 18th, or 27th will give you number nine qualities. Number nines are always striving to ensure justice. 
They might be rallying to fight global warming or seeking justice for those who have been wronged. They are also deeply spiritual and passionate in all that they do. Number nines can do well in activism, fighting for justice in pro bono work, or even volunteering. But they also can be gratified in working for themselves. A strong sense of right and wrong might make them seem difficult to approach at times. And they aren't always the most romantic individuals, but they're very deeply loving and impassioned. Number nine traits include fighting injustice, spiritual, compassionate, nurturing, helpful, loyal, and creative. And now onto the master numbers. Master number 11. This is one of the special master numbers in numerology and you'll only have number 11 traits if it is one of the numbers on your numerology chart. Just like the prime number itself, people who are number 11 are highly unique. They draw energies from both the numbers one and two, but with greater amplification and strength. This can be both a blessing and a curse as sometimes 11s struggle to find balance. Number 11s are known for being very insightful, but their deep insights also make them introverted most of the time. Their spiritual depths make them desire solitude and quiet instead of being caught up in petty drama. Professionally, number 11s absolutely need to work in creative fields. Their biggest dislike is boredom and doing mindless tasks day in and day out. Master number 11 traits include spiritual, inspiring, introverted, empathic, sometimes anxious, fascinating to those around them, free thinkers, and often psychic. Master number 22. The other master number is 22, and people with these qualities will have a 22 as their final number in any of the four major categories. The number 22 is the strongest of the numerology numbers. People with this number have a deep sense of a higher self and are often on a path to better and help humanity as a whole. People who are 22s truly radiate and make those around them feel more joyous. Their most admirable traits are that they are grounded and selfless. However, they can also forget to practice self-care, and this can lead to issues of insecurity, fear, or them lashing out in bossy ways. Master 22 traits usually are visionary, wise, spiritual, inspiring, peaceful, selfless, often called old souls, loving and caring about humanity, humble, and psychic. So that's pretty much it for the different numbers and what they mean. Now, again, as I had said before, numerology, you, you take away different things and there are different interpretations on different sites. I liked this one in particular. I, I had read one earlier that had uh, mentioned that if you're a number two, you are essentially bad and that represents the two horns of the devil. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so I went ahead and just moved along after that one because that didn't seem you really have to go with what seems right i liked this one i felt like there was a lot of like balance with each number there's always some really good traits and then there's some traits that aren't so great but that's how it is with everybody right so i liked this one a lot and for you if you calculate out your birth date number and your destiny number and your karmic number from your name it's important to look up all the different definitions and find what makes the most sense for you because you're gonna know intuitively what your truth is. And ultimately, that's what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to find our inner truth and we're trying to seek out what is best for us and those around us and find our highest good. 
So when you're doing this and you're doing any kind of research and finding what number is truly the best identifier for you, just go with what your gut is saying. That still small voice that's in your head that tells you what's right, you know, that sometimes we shove back down. Pay attention to that because I think that that is going to be the best thing for you to listen to. So at any rate, that is pretty much it for numerology. And it's a big subject. I, I feel like this was a very small amount of information, especially with how much is there for us to know. And there are people that actually do this for a living. They're numerologists and you give them your name and your birth date and they have just like pages and pages of information that can give you insight as to who you are and what you should be doing and your destiny and your higher purpose and everything. It's, it's fascinating work. The other thing I wanted to mention too, and I wanted to give a shout out to Sally Sells for sending this to me because I thought this was really interesting. She said, well, what if you are adopted and you may have a different name? And that, that is a really great question because I think that if you were born with a different name, that can be a little bit of a challenge to really understand what your truth is when you're trying to calculate out these numbers, right? So I guess the best answer I have is if you were born with a different name, say if you, you know, you were with a family before you were adopted into a new family, if you can find a way to figure out if you don't remember or if you have paperwork that says what your birth name was, that is how you're going to find that information the best is by knowing what name you were born into. If you don't have access, I, I'm not really sure what, how you would come about that. That's going to be something that you have to dig up to sort out on your own, unfortunately, which can, can be a lot of work, but it can also be very beneficial. I think it can also be one that's very fulfilling because, you know, nothing in life comes easy. And I feel like if it did, it wouldn't be worth it, right? <laughs> I feel like nothing is truly satisfying unless you really worked hard for it. The things that come easy just come easy. It's not nearly as satisfying, am I right? <laughs> anyway, that's pretty much it for numerology, you guys. And I really hope that you got something out of it. I sure, I certainly did. I've, I've been calculating out a whole bunch of different stuff with me and the people in my, my life and my family. At any rate, I hope you enjoyed. And I look forward to bringing up some new stuff next week. Maybe I'll get a poll and see what you guys want to do for next week. Either that or I can just pick it. But anyway, it was really good talking to you guys. And I look forward to talking at you again next week. Enjoy this beautiful summer weather. And love and light to every single one of you. I'll see you next week.
If you find yourself interested in receiving an intuitive tarot reading, contact me at 3rdeyelorelei at gmail.com or you can message me on my Instagram at 3rd.eye.with.lorelei or on Facebook at Third Eye with Lorelei Podcast to set up a reading. I can do Zoom or we can meet in person as long as we are wearing those face masks and practicing social distancing just to be safe. As always, love and light to you all, and I look forward to reading you soon.